We're uh, continuing our, our series in First John, and uh, got to have the book plug. You can see it there at the uh, bottom left of the screen. Um, thank you for that. Uh, we have actually some copies uh, in the little turnstile out there, so if you want one for free, take it. Um, that won't get me closer to all my financial goals, but uh, you can actually you can actually take a look at what's going to happen before it happens, uh, because we're sort of based on uh, that that book. Um, so last week, uh, when, you, when you, we, we were ending, noting that uh, the Spirit of God is the, the, the one that we're following, the one that we're supposed to be uh, chasing, the Spirit of God is the one that guarantees um, our salvation. The Spirit of God is, is a member of the Trinity and uh, absolutely fundamental to our faith. The problem is, it's kind of hard to know where the Spirit of God is, where the Spirit of God is going. Um, and part of that is because the Spirit is uh, described as like a wind um, in, in the Old Testament. You never really know where the wind's coming from, where it's going to go. And similarly, the Spirit is surprising. And, it, and it's difficult to, to pin down when the Spirit of God is going to move in power and where and what direction the Spirit is headed. And, and so I promised last week that this week John's going to help us um, make sense of that. John's going to help us figure out where the Spirit's going by telling us what not to do for the most part. So let's, uh, let's read the text toge- uh, together. Um, we're, 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 we're asking, where's the Spirit? Where's the Spirit? I, oh, yeah. Did you guys, well, you want to see Waldo? Remember Waldo? Uh, Luke, do you know Waldo? You do. Okay, so kids still do Waldo? Waldo is awesome. Waldo, uh, you know, he's, he, in fact, uh, Lloyd Grimm, uh, the principal of Stony Brook and a former youth pastor here at uh, Coast, uh, once, uh, he, he actually looked exactly like Waldo. Uh, and so he had an outfit for Halloween. Um, I didn't dig up the picture because it's so embarrassing, but you should check on Facebook. I think it's there. Uh, Waldo's fun because uh, you're, you're always looking to try and find the little man, the striped shirt and glasses, but it's difficult because the artist surrounds uh, Waldo with a whole bunch of people who look very similar to him. And so if you're looking at this, uh, this picture, it's hard to find Waldo because you see a lot of red and white stripes. Uh, you see those colors repeated. Uh, you see lots of people who are shaped similarly to Waldo. So he's always blending in. He's, he's hard to find. He's sneaky. Um, and it turns out that similar to that is how uh, John sees the spiritual world. That the Holy Spirit is there, but the Holy Spirit is surrounded by a lot of other different spirits. And so it's difficult to know which one's which and who's who. But we need to if we want to move forward in our faith. So let's, uh, let's look at the text together. Dear friends, don't trust every spirit. Instead, evaluate the spirits to see if they come from God, since many false prophets have gone into the world. This is how you recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Messiah Jesus came as a human being is from God. And similarly, likewise, any spirit that does not confess that Jesus is from God, indeed, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and now is already in the world. Little children, you have your origins in God. You've overcome them, the, uh, the, the false prophets, the spirit of the Antichrist, spirit of error, because the spirit in you is greater than the one in the world. They have their origins in the world and therefore speak from the world's perspective. <clears throat> and the world listens to them. We have our origins in God. The person who knows God listens to us. The person who does not originate from God does not listen to us. This is how we ascertain the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, and the spirit of error, the spirit of antichrist. 
Let's dig in. Let's dig in a little bit because this is weird for us. Uh, for the most part, in, here in the, the 21st century in the West, we don't think a lot about spirits. Spirits are not part of what we do um, from day to day. And yet, John seems to think they're everywhere. Don't trust every spirit; they're out there. Um, instead, you need to test them or evaluate them. Why? Many false prophets have gone out into the world. Notice that's weird, right? Because uh, there's all these spirits, but spirits aren't people, right? Spirits aren't, the spirits are like ghost things maybe, uh, sometimes an- angels. We're not exactly sure what spirits are, but they're not humans. And yet, uh, John's warning us about them because false prophets who are humans have gone out into the world. So what's the relationship between these spirits and these false prophets, and for that matter, spirits and us? Well, uh, you may have seen uh, the devil on the shoulder, the angel on the shoulder, right? This is from Emperor's New Groove, which I've never seen. Is it good? <laughs> You've never been so passionate. Wow. Gosh, I really, really missed the boat on this one. Anyway, I just Googled, uh, you know, angel and devil on the shoulder. This is what I got. Uh, and it's, it's a... It's, we, we sort of think of it like, like there's this unseen world behind us, right? And uh, it doesn't control us, but it definitely influences us, right? And so similar to how we imagine, you know, the devil on the shoulder and the angel on the, on the shoulder, John sees something like that in the spiritual world. Uh, he'll say that a church has a spirit, right? So there's a spirit of the church in Ephesus. Uh, sometimes he'll say a person has a spirit. They're, they're, and it's, it's difficult to know exactly what it means, but it does seem like the unseen world is there, it's real, it's happening, and it's influencing us. And it comes, uh, it, we see these spirits um, with people, we see them with institutions. Um, it's, uh, you, you could say that like, you know, Google has a spirit, perhaps. Um, it might be a, not a very good spirit. Um, you can say that Coast Bible Church probably has a spirit of God. And uh, hopefully uh, the spirit that, that is animating this church is in keeping with uh, the sort of the angel side of things and not the devil's side of things. So whatever we make of these spirits, I think they're probably angels, um, we can say this. Uh, the unseen world is real. This is the first thing in your note sheets. It's real and it influences people and institutions. You are not dominated or controlled uh, by by the spiritual world, but you are influenced. You're, you're tugged this way and that. Okay, so going on. If there's these spirits out there, how are we going to know the Spirit of God? Well, John says this, every spirit that confesses that Messiah Jesus came as a human being is from God. And any spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Indeed, this is the spirit of the Antichrist. I don't want to say too much about the Antichrist. Uh, you can go back to um, the sermons from last summer where I talk a little bit more about um, who the Antichrist is. Uh, all we need to know is that this future character has um, current people who are sort of influenced by uh, his spirit, and they're, and they're literally against Jesus. They're against the Messiah. That's what Antichrist means. They're just against the Messiah. So I, uh, I googled mechanic for, for the image search. This is, this is number one. Check this out. I was like, oh, yes, of course. Every time I need to go get fix my car, I walk in to the garage, and there's a beautiful woman, uh, no grease or anything, like hold, holding a wrench, just tapping the car, just fixing it. I'm like, yes, this, this definitely accords with the world that I know. Uh, I hate going to the mechanic. Um, and the, the reason is, is because when I go, when the car is broken, uh, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> And so I walk in there, and I'm totally at the mercy 
of whoever's there. And so they're like, they're like, oh yeah, your crank flange got uh, got molded. I don't know if the shaft is gonna is gonna be able to go through this. You're definitely gonna need a new one. Like, oh, if you say so. Like, I, I guess they're like, that's five thousand dollars. Oh, oh, they, they have me over a barrel. I have no idea what's going on. It gets even worse now that the cars are run by computers. So if you don't have, if you're not like Bill, you can he can program cars. I, I, I'm lost. John thinks that that's actually how um, a lot of people respond to who Jesus is, especially in his context. You know, uh, the Gospels have been written, but most people are illiterate, and so uh, they don't know necessarily who Jesus is, what Jesus is like. They're, it's like they're walking into the mechanic and being like, hey, I hope you can fix this thing, because the mechanic's like, oh yeah, do this, da, da, da. And they're like, oh, I guess, Maybe. John's point is he's like, you need to know who Messiah Jesus is. And in his context, uh, people thought that Jesus, a lot of people thought that Jesus wasn't really a human being, that he was like a ghost or something. And John's like, those people don't know what God's up to. They don't know what God's trying to accomplish. In our day and age, most people uh, have a hard time thinking that Jesus is, uh, the, uh, has the nature and character of God, right? Most people in our context are like, Jesus was probably a really good guy, but that's it. You know, you, uh, there is no God. And, uh, and, and if there were, like, how, how would God, like, be part of this person. John says, hey, look out. If anyone uh, is telling you about Jesus, but they're not telling you the whole, they're, they're not confessing the whole of Jesus, all of Jesus, don't trust them. That's, that's a spirit of error, a spirit of antichrist. So the next thing here, note she's, the whole truth about Jesus has been revealed. We have it in the gospels. The spirit isn't animating anyone who doesn't tell the whole truth about him. This is going to get really important in a second. For now, the, the theological aspect, if, if people don't believe that Jesus is God, they don't believe that Jesus is human, they don't believe that Jesus uh, was uh, the, the eternal son pre-exists the world, anyone who doesn't stand with orthodox faith about who the son Jesus is, no, out. But it gets more challenging. Little children, you have your origins in God. You have overcome them because the spirit in you is greater than the one in the world. They have their origins in the world and therefore speak from the world's perspective. I've, uh, I've supplied origins there. Um, the, the Greek is ektheu, of or from God. But all throughout 1st, uh, 2nd, 3rd John, Revelation, and even the Gospel of John, every time uh, John thinks about being from something or out of something, that's where your source is. That's where you're, that's where you're, you're, you're rooted. That's where you start. That's your, that's, it's, that's your family. That's where you come from. And so it's, it's fair to say, uh, hey, church, your origins, your family, you're from God. God's your father. And, and the people who are spreading falsehoods, their origin is from the world. They're not from God. They don't have that same parent that you do. In fact, in, in chapter 3, uh, he'll even say, they're, they're actually their father is the devil. I got a picture of uh, the, the, the celebrities whose children look exactly like them. That's uh, Reese Witherspoon and uh, her daughter Ava Philippe from uh, Witherspoon's marriage to Ryan Philippe some years back. And then there's Tom and Colin Hanks. Now, if I'd been, like, if, if, I, if I had just gotten a picture of Ava and Colin 
and I didn't have a picture of Reese and Tom, I bet you still, still could have guessed who the parents were. If I just said, if, oh, there's a celebrity, and uh, here's this guy calling, who do you think his dad is? If you know it's a, a famous celebrity, you'd probably say, you'd be like, that's Tom Hanks for sure. Similarly with Ava, if I said, oh yeah, her mom's a celebrity, like who do you think it, you'd know. Because they look just like them, like it's, it's, it's frightening almost. John assumes that uh, people who have their origins, their source, their father in God are going to look like God. They're going to be like God. They're going to have some of the family resemblance of God. And, and specifically what that means for us is family resemblance to Jesus because Jesus is the full and complete revelation of God in human flesh. So if you've got your, if you say, oh, I've got, someone's coming along saying, ah, the Spirit's with me and this is where we should go. And, and, and you're looking at their life. Does their life look the way Jesus looked? And, and when I say that, I don't mean like, are they nice? Some people assume that, uh, that, that to, be, to be like Jesus is to be really nice, to be friendly, right? So, you know, that, but that's, is that all Jesus was? Was Jesus friendly? He was friendly, very merciful guy. But also, if you notice that the same Jesus who, like, is merciful and kind is also the one who condemns in vicious terms uh, the religious and political elites that, that dominate or suppress normal people. The same Jesus who's like incredibly merciful is also the one who goes into the temple and kicks the money changers' tables over and, and chases out the, 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 the people who are taking advantage of the poor um, with a whip. And yet at the same time, Jesus isn't all just justice and harshness. In fact, uh, you can go to churches where that's the, the image that Jesus is given is like Jesus is a taskmaster, you know, he's just always looking down at you and waving his finger. But that doesn't capture Jesus either because there's also the Jesus who, when uh, confronted with um, a prostitute, you know, says, I'm not going to condemn you either. Just go and sin no more. And this is because Jesus has a perfect resemblance to the Father. He's exactly the So if the the Father is infinitely merciful and infinitely just, we're going to see that in Jesus' life. And we're going to see it in the lives of people who claim that their origins are from God. Won't be perfect. I'm not saying that we're carbon copies. But in the same way that Colin uh, uh, resembles Tom, uh, I should be resembling Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to make mistakes here and there, but, but am, am I the sort of person who's, who's not just, you know, buddy, buddy Christ, and not just, like, mean taskmaster, right? but instead has a, a, a life that, that pictures a whole uh, panoply, a whole, whole uh, range of different attributes and aspects that we see in Jesus' life. If I don't, then don't listen to me. So next thing in your note, she's spiritual family resemblance is real. The Spirit is not animating anyone who doesn't look like Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that the Spirit isn't with, like there's plenty of Christians, okay, who have the Holy Spirit indwelling them, but the Spirit's not the one animating, pulling the strings. The Spirit's not the one on the shoulder influencing what a person is up to. A lot of us, and a lot of times, we're, we're able to kind of ignore that voice, Right? And, and as a result, we, we stop resembling uh, our spiritual father as much.
The last, the last bit. My favorite part. John says, there's all these spirits, right? And there's these false prophets, these fakers. And, and they have their origins in the world. And they speak from the world's perspective. And the world listens to them. But we're not the same. Our, our father is God. And the person who knows God listens to us. The person who doesn't originate from God, who doesn't have God as a father, does not listen to us. That's the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. John doesn't have a word uh, that, that we have. Um, do you know the, the German word gestalt? Has anyone heard that word? Gestalt. Um, if you're wondering what a gestalt is, take a look at uh, the, these two pictures. A gestalt. Uh, a gestalt is sort of like a total, complete way of interpreting something. Or uh, you're, it's similar to how we use the word worldview, right? Uh, it's a totalizing aspect. You can't, it's, it's how you see things, the perspective, the whole entire perspective. And what's weird about gestalts is, as in these pictures, the gestalt uh, was a psychological term. People, early psychologists, found that it's impossible for human beings to um, interpret only in part uh, in, in, in a lot of places. And so, for example, on the, the, the picture on the left, it's either a young woman or an old woman depending on whether you think that's the side of a face or a nose. But what's weird about it is that even if you, everyone can see both, yes? We're all good on that. Even if you can see both, what you can't do is see them both at the same time. Right? You're either seeing the old woman or the young woman. You're not seeing both. You can't, your, your mind isn't capable of, of doing both because our mind functions in totalizing uh, ways. Similarly, uh, the picture on the right, either those, that's a duck bill or rabbit ears, but it's not both. It can't be both. When you see the rabbit, you see a rabbit. When you see a duck, you see the duck, but you can't see both. John understands that there's either the way you, the way that you see the world is either from the perspective that God is father, that God is creator, um, and that Jesus is Lord, and Jesus is both human and God, that there's a spirit of truth that is going and leading us, or you see the world from the perspective that the world sees it, where there is no God, um, we're a cosmic accident, and meaning is something that we create for ourselves. But you can't do both. And you certainly can't do both at the same time. And what John says, he says, look around. And if someone is coming to you and saying, I know what God wants, I know who God is, follow me, trust me. Look who that person has influence over. Did you notice that bit? Uh, they, They speak from the world's perspective, and the world listens to them. Their influence is not in the, in the church, it's not in the people of God. Their influence is outside. Because they see the world a particular way. And so the, the world is like, yes, that makes a lot of sense. And that's where their, their, their position of influence is. That's the people who listen to them. And, and they won't listen to you when you're speaking from a Christian perspective. Because they can't understand it. It's gibberish. The 
what's the next thing in your note sheets? The Christian worldview. I'm using the word worldview um, for Gestalt to talk about your totalizing way of interpreting things. That's a real thing. The, the way that we as Christians see the world is entirely different. It's radically different from the way that the world sees things. And if we're trying to find out whether, whether or not someone is truly from God, speaking from God, one of the things, one of the big red flags is are they... Is there power out there? Because if that's where it comes from, if that, then they, they may be speaking an entirely different language. Why does all this matter? It matters because um, we need to know where God's taking us as individuals, as families, as a church. We need to know where we're headed. And unfortunately, uh, we're not given, <laughs> you know, a specific directions. It's not, it's not like you know, following your GPS where it's like, turn right here. Don't drive into that lake. They, we, don't, we don't have that. We have to be sensitive to the Spirit. And so we, we have to be looking. We have to be searching. When we find it, when we find it, that's when we get into the place where God is taking us. I got the picture. If, if you, didn't, you weren't able to find him, he was right in the middle. Hard to see, I know. That's, that's Waldo right there. He, I think he's like, I think, he has, I think he's take, picking up trash at the beach. But the thing is with the spirit, finding Waldo is awesome. It's super fun. Like, yay, I did it. Finding the spirit, though, is way more important. Because the spirit is whispering and inviting and, and bringing us to the next thing that God has for us. Sometimes that's something really scary and difficult. Sometimes it means giving up something you don't want to give up. Other times it's just exciting and amazing. Um, I, I hope, I, I pray, God, uh, Holy Spirit, lead us back to Haiti. Lead us back to our friends there. Uh, Travai Bonje, if you don't know, means uh, work of God in uh, Creole. And it really is a work of God. It would be great to be back with them. And that's, when, that's when, when the Spirit is leading, and you're like, oh, this is so cool. We're going to get to see the kingdom of God expand. We're going to get to take back um, some of the, the, the layer of the enemy and bring the light. That, that, that's, 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 that's exciting. But if, if, if the Spirit's not in it, if the Spirit's not leading it, we're spinning our wheels. So the stakes are really, really high. Our church can only flourish. Your family can only flourish you as an individual can only truly flourish if you're following and chasing the Spirit. And so, ask yourself these questions. If you're trying to figure out where God's leading, where, where God's going, ask yourself these questions. Where is the Spirit? Does this person or institution that I'm a part of, that, I, that I'm committing to, tell the whole truth about Jesus, including the stuff I might not like? That, that one's tough. It's tough because, man, there are, there are things that Jesus says I don't want to fall. <laughs> but if you're not hearing them, if you're only hearing, if Jesus, if, if Jesus is only saying to you, great job, friend, you're perfect just the way you are. If that's what Jesus is saying, the person who's, who's telling you that is a liar. And that is not where the Spirit is, is moving and is at. Does this person, institution, act in ways that Jesus acted when he was on the earth? Do I see in a person who says, this is what the Spirit's doing, this is where God's going? If, I, if, if someone says that, are they living and acting in a way that Jesus did? Are they merciful and forgiving? 
Do they, can, do they make sure that, that they're, they're caring for the, 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 the outsiders and the weak and the, and the lost? Are they willing to stand up and, and, and stand up against injustice and, and untruth and lies? And last, does this person or institution primarily influence the world or talk in the world's terms? Or does this person or individual speak in church? This one's actually really tough because um, a lot of us look around at the world around us and we're like, man, I wish we had more power to stop these things that we don't like. I see this on both um, the left and the right politically in this church. Uh, people who wish that, that the, the church w- wielded more political influence. To... I'm not saying that there's not a time and place for that, but I am saying this. Whatever that influence is, is it from the world's perspective? Or is it from God's? I believe um, that the Holy Spirit is moving in this place. I do. And I believe, I got a picture here of a, like a curved road. I, 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 this is how I kind of feel where we as a church, when I think about um, what we've done over the last uh, few years and now coming out of the pandemic, um, I really do uh, see us as like starting to make these inroads, especially on the missions committee and in the youth groups. I'm, I'm seeing these really awesome things starting to happen and bubble up, and uh, they're really, really exciting. And, and what I'm saying is, is if, if that's where the Spirit of God is moving in this church, you need to get involved. Don't miss it. Don't miss that. I've seen a lot of uh, increase in a desire for prayer. Um, whether that's private or with a group, we've got um, a group meets on Tuesday nights here. We've got the men's prayer breakfast on Thursday mornings. Or just private prayer. Like, I, I really see that as something where that's, that's, that's bubbling up in the church. And if you're missing out on it, don't miss out on it. If that's where the Spirit's taking us, I really feel like that's where the Spirit's taking us. And I really do see the Spirit of truth in that, not the Spirit of error. I see the Spirit of Christ in that, not the Spirit of the Antichrist. Be a part, be a part of it. Be involved as best as you can. Don't miss it. The last thing that we want would be for God to do these incredible things through Coast Bible Church and see these hearts transformed as we saw at VBS. You know, and, and to, to go through all that and then to look back and be like, I missed the whole thing. That is not how we want. Instead, we want to be part of it, to ride the wave as the Spirit conquers and the Spirit moves mountains, as we sang about, as the Spirit puts us up on highlands, draws us down into valleys to, to shape us. That's where we want to be. In, the, in eternity, when you look back, you will never regret the time that you spent following the Spirit. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, thank you for the spirit of truth that you pour out. Holy Spirit of God, we thank you that you're the seal of our salvation, that you mark us as owned by the Father, and that you lead, that you guide, that you lend wisdom and insight. Holy Spirit, may we test test the, the spirits around us and may we find you, may we locate you, May we be inspired by where you're spirating, where you're breathing and moving like wind. May we catch on and be a part of what you're leading us to do. 
And may the world marvel, confused, unable to understand the type of redemption and power that we have as we live empowered by you. And Lord Jesus, shape us to be um, all of you, not just the parts that we like, but instead to be the, the full spectrum, the image resembling you as the firstborn, resembling our Father as family. And may it be undeniable where we come from. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.